Welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitake, and I'm so excited that you've tuned in. Our mission is focused on connecting, developing, and inspiring young business leaders to find and pursue their purpose. This podcast is sponsored by Trost Marketing. Promoting your business through marketing is essential for growth. Without marketing, you lack the ability to create a conversation with your potential customers. At Trost Marketing, we provide marketing solutions that fuel growth. We are your source for all of your printing needs, as well as branded apparel and promotional items. If your business wants to stand out to potential customers, contact the marketing experts at Trost Marketing. Visit us at trostmarketing.com or call us at 866-492-7820. Young businessmen, welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitaki, and I want to welcome you to podcast number 42. So, um, yeah, as we continue to move along with the podcast, uh, first and foremost, uh, thank you for tuning in and listening. Hopefully, content-wise, we're providing uh, valuable content for you that's helping you kind of grow uh, as a leader, grow in your family, and pretty much in everything that that you do. And uh, I'm excited to introduce uh, today's guest because we're talking about leadership again, um, because when it comes to being a young businessman or being a young business leader, leadership is not something that you just automatically have. I believe it's something that's cultivated over time and you really have to pursue leaders to learn from them. And so what I want to try to do with this podcast is to put those kinds of leaders or put those people who have put the time in to study leadership and to become leaders to kind of put back into you. And today is no exception. Today we have Megan Weinkoff, and she is a seasoned patron of nonprofits and for-profit organizations. She's a master influencer on social media, known for her songbird positioning, The Faithful Leader. The Faithful Leader has been daring entrepreneurs to rebel since she was a child. Currently, the co-founder and chief evangelist of Launchpad Labs, a Tulsa startup on a mission to launch successful lives through their action-inspiring soft skills curriculum, Meg has taken the time to become a certified personal brand strategist, 360 reach analyst, and a social branding analyst. Meg, first and foremost, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being on here. Uh, just in your introduction, there's a lot of things that I want to want to dive into. So if you can, kind of fill in some of the gaps of what I missed or what I kind of breezed over and, and uh, let the audience know a little bit about yourself. Sure. Okay. Well, I did a whole career transition myself. My undergrad is in accounting with a minor in marketing. I was in the corporate world for a long time, aerospace and defense manufacturing. And then I did a complete career transition into what I'm doing now as I'm recruiting for a little while. And I'm about to finish my, my master's in business through the Jack Welch Management Institute. Awesome. Congratulations on that. Thank um, you. I want to dive in a little bit to The Faithful Leader. So the website's thefaithfulleader.com, and I've had a chance to play around on it a little bit to kind of get an understanding of, of what that is. Because uh, for you, jumping out of a corporate job, jumping out of you know uh, having a, a career of sorts and making a big change, uh, you kind of put your money where your mouth was. And you said, you know, I believe so strongly in this that I'm going to step out of something that's comfortable into something uncomfortable with the intent of helping other people. So I want to I want to know a little bit about this faithful leader. What is it uh, and what does it mean to be a faithful leader? Yeah, it, it was definitely a leap of faith. That's for sure. And no pun intended with the faithful <laughs> leader. But it, I mean, seriously, because 
you know, as an entrepreneur and small businesses, we know how hard it is to to make that leap. And it, it definitely was. This the faithful leader in Dare to Rebel, it was it was birthed from a place of I had been in corporate America, I had been under really great leaders, I've been under uh, not so great leaders as well, and I kept seeing this reoccurring uh, just behaviors that were harming people, that weren't building up the organization. And I saw that from small businesses to large businesses, and it was it just came to me that something needs to change. Like we need to get back to being faithful to people over profit. We need to uh, take that time to delve deep into who we are and maybe some issues that we have within our hearts, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and work those out because that everything that you do comes from your heart. And as a leader, we have to be good and like in a really good place because you, you have the trajectory. I mean, you're, helping people's lives or you're harming people's lives and and being a leader is such a privilege and you have that opportunity uh, to change the trajectory of someone's whole career their whole personal and professional lives so that's kind of where it was birthed from uh, as any great entrepreneur knows it's still kind of morphing into what it really needs to be but that's that's really the essence of being just faithful to the journey faithful to the process of becoming and know and just becoming more self-aware and and helping helping yourself helping others around you i love how you were so passionate about how other people were being affected by leadership styles that you chose to go out there and try to help other people be more effective leaders. And, and I think you'd hit the nail on the head. It's all about people. And really when you get into like, so I do a lot of marketing, marketing's uh, my area of expertise. And sometimes you have to step back from the design and the message and everything else and just re realize that all it is is a conversation from one person to another. That's all it is. And management and leadership is the same thing. You're leading people. Without those people, you don't have the ability to really accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, you may short term, but not necessarily long term. And I love how you said that leadership is a privilege. It absolutely is a privilege. And I think if more leaders looked at it that way instead of something that they've achieved or some sort of right that they've acquired, I think that leaders would lead differently. Oh, absolutely. And I will tell you through the Jack Welch Management Institute, I mean, you look at Jack Welch as a leader or other leaders that are those magnet people, people just want to go work for them because they, they know they're going to be launched uh, into something great. They're going to be challenged into that next role. They're going to be, you know, built up and, and ready, ready to go. And that, that's the kind of leader that I want to be. And that's a kind of leader that I help others become because it does take, it's a journey. It's a process. It's a hard process sometimes of, you know, taking some of these assessments and looking at your emotional intelligence and, and really facing some of these things directly and, and knowing, wow, I've got to change. Yeah, absolutely. One of the other things you said I, I want to hit on before we kind of move on is um, it all comes from the heart. And uh, the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I think it's really important to realize that what you're putting into yourself is what programs your heart. It's, it's essentially what will overflow out of you 
when the tough times come, when the stressful times come. And I think that it's really important. So this is my plug for the podcast. Uh, it's very important to surround yourself and to put good content into yourself because that's what's going to come out of you eventually. So if you're putting uh, a, a lot of uh, information into your mind about being intentional with leadership, about being self-aware, about going away from the norms of typical leadership that you've seen out there, which is not all leadership is good leadership. There's bad leadership. You know, people that that may micromanage or that people may be more um, embrace more of the boss term than the leader term, if if that makes sense. So there's a lot of things that you have to do as a leader. And when you realize that so much goes into it, I think you look at the role a little bit differently. But one of the things I wanted to ask you was you chose the word faithful in your website and in a lot of things that you do. Talk about that a little bit because that's that's a word that I, I wouldn't necessarily think first of when I think of leadership. So why, why did you choose the word faithful in, in, in uh in cooperation, that's not the word I'm looking for, uh, in combination with the, le- the leadership? Well, I, you know, everything that I do, I, I want to be faithful to God. And I, when, in my career transition, I went on this whole journey of, I was chasing after the worldly successes. I was doing great. I was on a trajectory, an accounting you know, trajectory, going to the next path and, and climbing that corporate ladder. And it just, it hit me whenever I started working with a coach of, is this really where I can use my talents? Is this really where God's calling me? And I know there's a lot of discussion right now around, you know, find your call and your purpose and and all of these things. And it, it is easier said than done. And I absolutely believe like whenever you're doing what you love and whenever you're in the will of God and you're faithful to him, he will just work things out, but it's absolutely unknown. It's scary. It's you know, you're taking these little leaps of faith, and then they just become bigger and bigger every time. Uh, so I just really had to trust him and build that faith. I've always had uh, faith. I mean, I've, I've just I just believe God. Like I believe He's going to do it, and I think that it's really important as a leader. You know, whether you're a believer or not. Being faithful, even the definition of being faithful is to be true and devoted, devout and constant and loyal. And if you think about it, our world has gotten away from that, um, especially in the business world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's becoming so there's so much greed. There's so much focus on the money that we're just letting go of all of these things that matter and the people. And um, so that that's really why the faithful leader came about and why the word faithful is in there because I don't want to live a life that's not faithful to God, that's not on his path. And sometimes, you know, we we take those missteps. We don't, there's not like an audible voice every single time, you know, and sometimes that when I work with people, that's, that's what they're looking for. And it's just not the case. But if I promise you in my life, whenever I took that step of faith, it's like God activated and just things start happening and you start meeting people and those serendipitous moments start happening and you get, and it, it all just like morphs into what it's supposed to be. 
I want to ask you a little bit about uh, the word rebel as well, because you say the word rebel a lot in some of the, the different videos that you have there. And I'm curious because I think it ties into your purpose. I think I think what you're what you're saying with it is, is that you need to rebel against the labels that other people put on you and, and pursue your passion, pursue your purpose. Uh, and like you said, finding your passion and finding your purpose is not an easy thing to do. And I think sometimes you get trapped because you realize that I'm good at accounting. So maybe that's what my purpose is. Or I'm good at um, making sales. So I'm a salesperson. So that's what I should do. But ultimately, you are created for a very specific purpose. And I think that if you just latch on to the things that you're good at, you may miss what your true purpose is. So when you're saying rebel from the labels that people put on you, are you saying to rebel from the things that you think that you're good at, but you know are not your purpose? That absolutely could be it. It could be, um, yeah, because maybe that's the world telling you mm -hmm. that this is what you're good at. This is what you're supposed to do. I mean, I don't know if you remember like this growing up, but it seemed like there was a formula for everything. You graduate high school, you go to college, you graduate, you get married, have 2.5 kids, a white picket fence. I mean, there was just, it was like it's all planned out for you. And then you get out into the real world and you're like, no, 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 this is not how this works at all. Um, and and I, if you if you think about it, like whenever you're talking to people and you're, you're talking about their career journeys or I've listened to other people who have been on the podcast and it's so interesting to me to learn people's stories because you never end up where where you start out. Um, but I absolutely do know people who are miserable in their positions, who are um, stuck, mm -hmm. and they will not take that step, or they know they know that they're supposed to do it, but they just won't for some reason. Mm -hmm. And so, absolutely, I rebel against that. I rebel in a good way. Um, and only, you know, only the best entrepreneurs rebel, right? <laughs> you just step out and, and see what happens. Uh, but I think a lot of the other part of the, the rebelling, and I've, I've had a lot of feedback from this, from people um, responding to my website or through LinkedIn. They're like, I have that rebellious spirit. Like I, I went out on my own against what my family said or what my family said I should do or they had already had this way for me in life. And I'm like, yes, good, go, because then you have the opportunity for those gifts to be unlocked. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, I can't tell you how many people have said, Megan, you just don't seem like an accountant. Like you're just not, you're just not a normal accountant. And, but I, I loved it. I, I mean, I loved accounting. I was good at accounting, but it wasn't, it wasn't where I was supposed to be. You're absolutely right. It, and stepping out of my comfort zone has given me the ability to unlock some of these other gifts and passions and purpose that I would have never known. I would have never known. So I want to hear your story. I want to know specifically because you talked a little bit about people saying, you know, you don't seem like an accountant or whatever else. So where take me to that moment where the light bulb turned on and you said, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing and, and kind of walk me through what your thought process was after that and, and kind of how you got to, all right, maybe I need to do something different. Okay. Well, here it goes. In 2013, my, so my, I go to city church, uh -huh. um, pastor Matt Nelson, awesome, amazing church. We've been there for about five years this December and in fall of 2013, 
I went through something called pathways where you unpack your entire story and it really helps you dig into what are your strengths and what, where, where do you believe that God's leading you and how can your story and what you've been through help change other people? God can take what you've been through and he can really take who you are and do something much greater than what I could ever imagine or ever comprehend. Mm -hmm. And I became I really uncomfortable in in that time where I was. I I just you know whenever you start having that feeling of man something's got to change. Like something's coming. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm I'm starting this journey and we all know like whenever you start the journey of self-awareness, you start the journey of like unpacking um, who you are, it's a lot, it can take a long time. So we're start, we're talking fall of 2013 in the, so the, I had action steps from that, uh, from that experience and city church sent a, they sent you a letter. So you write a letter to yourself during this process and they send it to you six months afterwards. And my type A personality, which I say, I'm always a recovering type A because I'm I just want I mean I'm really struggling like with God doing things for me you know <laughs> and, but in this sense it worked out really well because I had I wanted to get my action steps done before I received that letter and I did I started um, a Bible study in my house which is still going mm -hmm. every other week we've been doing that since 2014 it's for any woman in the area and then I started volunteering with Dayspring Villa, which is um, they have sex trafficking victims that they take. And they also it's a domestic violence shelter. And that is one of my passions. I've been in the anti-trafficking movement since 2010. And it's crazy how how I've, I've been able to be involved with that in different ways. And even leading up to now, I am um leading the A21 Walk for Freedom this fall in mm -hmm. October 14th, which is cra crazy awesome, just how that's all played out. So that happened, and then I knew something, a professional change was coming. And and honestly, like I didn't know, man, should I go for my master's in business? I didn't, I didn't know. I, I kind of felt like, oh, well, what if I, what if I can't do it? I'm, you know, just having all of those doubts that we all do. Mm -hmm. We all, we all face those doubts in life. And I had a really great mentor and he told me, he I mean, he just kind of helped me. Like that's like what God does. Like he'll send those people into your life that will, that will push you along the path. Mm -hmm. So I started in the Jack Welch Management Institute um, in January of uh, 2015, and then I started working with a coach. And that's where the aha moment came because she had me write down my, um, my eulogy. She had me write out my own eulogy. And I know it sounds a little morbid, but it was, it was a turning point in my life because it made me whenever we're talking about goals and, and, you know, with a vision and with a mission that the vision changed to from why is my heart pointed in like, going after these worldly successes and worldly desires. And it completely shifted my heart to what legacy do I want to leave for the kingdom? Like how can I use everything that I have to further the kingdom of God and let's do this thing, God. Like, I don't know what you have, but let's go. Uh -huh. And that, that was it. That was whenever I left accounting in March 
2015. Oh, so pretty recently. Yes. Yes. This is all very, very recent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so then my next question then is, is when did you get your confirmation, right? So you went through, you wrote that eulogy. Here lies Meg, uh, (laughs) sister, wife, however those things start. Um, Yeah, right. (laughs) I wanted it to be a little bit more fun than that, but yeah, we'll we'll go with that. (laughs) Here lies Meg. See, I told you I was sick. Um, No, I think... (laughs) I actually read that uh, on your site and I love how that that was an exercise that you went through because I think it changes uh, how you approach things because uh, like you said, you realize that the things that you were pursuing were the things that didn't necessarily make an impact. They weren't things that helped other people. And I think at some point you kind of wake up, right? You're just like, I'm like a 16 year old kid. So it's all about me. Like, when can I drive? When can I get, when can I get out of the house? When can I do all this stuff? When can I be myself? And then you get into your twenties and you're like, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to get a job and I'm going to get a house and, uh, I'm going to, you know, make all this money and I'm going to buy a Rolex and a boat and be awesome. And then you get into like your late twenties into your thirties and you get, you start to get married and you start to have kids. And then for me, that was my turning point. That was when I, I realized I am now responsible, not just for me, but I'm responsible for multiple people. And then that was kind of where things started to shift a little bit. And then after that, it was like, okay, I am in a position now where I've achieved a certain level of what I think is successful. But when I look around, I don't feel successful. Mm-hmm. I look around and I, I, I feel like um, I'm just I'm a jag, just another guy. I've, I've, I've gotten to a certain level and I've kind of planed out and now what? Uh, and what I realized was, and I think it's the same thing that you realized, was if I can help other people be better at what they do, that that's more fulfilling than how many zeros are in my bank account. If I can help somebody else be more successful in life, that's a win. That's that's where success is. If I can help my kids grow up to be well-rounded, self-aware individuals um, that are, you know, contributing to society and raising families and and kind of going above and beyond. If I can get my kid to say please right now, like that's that's a good thing. But you know, ultimately, <laughs> my goal for them is to be you know leaders in the community as well. And so I think that it's awesome that from something as simple as writing your own, own eulogy, you're it's almost like your eyes were, were opened to what the world could be for you. And it also started, you know, whenever you're talking about the verse in the Bible, there's so many verses in the Bible about your heart. Mm-hmm. And the in the one in um, Proverbs where everything that we do flows from it. Mm-hmm. You know, we you talked about your words, but your behaviors and your actions. And I just wanted to go back to that for just a minute because it is incredibly important. And I am I'm actually in the process of applying for my doctorate in strategic leadership mm. through Regent through Regent University and I have an essay I'm writing called Matters of the Heart and I don't know there's a there's a, that a, there, another book I'm reading right now called Heartwork and it's just it's incredible whenever you start diving into those areas and really asking those questions of what are your motives mm-hmm. where, where is your heart like, where is your heart with God? Because 
also, I was caught up in this rat race, and I'm sure that you felt this way before in business, and I'm sure everyone feels this way at sometimes, like where there's a million of five things to do, the to-do list is long, clients are calling, like there's, there's just so many things going on with life, uh, both professional and personal, and you forget to work on your heart. You forget to spend that time with God, and, and really over this last year, that's all I'm worried about now mm-hmm. is my time, my time with God. Like, where's my soul? How's my soul? How's my heart? Because I have seen, I've, I've just seen him do things on my behalf. I've like, I've seen things happen in one day that would take six months if you were doing it on your own. Yeah. I love how you kind of talk about growing that relationship um, with God and getting to know him better because for me, uh, one of the things that I realized was, uh, and we talk about this a lot on the podcast, we talk about uh, stewardship. We talk about how we are stewards over things. We don't own, like I don't own my business. I don't own my family. I don't own my kids. I'm there for a certain period of time to invest into them. And at some point they are going to be adults going off into their own world, they'll still call me dad and they'll still be my sons. But ultimately my goal is just to prepare them to launch, to, to go out into the world. And so I, I view that as a stewardship thing. Um, it, it's the same thing with business. Like I cannot control whether or not a customer says yes, or I cannot control whether or not a big client is going to come to me or not. I can put myself in position to do that. Um, I can create a lot of these opportunities, but Ultimately, that part is not up to me. Uh, and so when we talk about stewardship and, and all those other things, uh, we're really looking at, um, I lost my thought, train of thought. I was, man, that was going to be a good point too. <laughs> man. <laughs> what, remind me what you said again. You talked about. All about that it's all about, you know, what's great is you just talked about launching and that goes really well into Launchpad Labs. That's why the curriculum was created. Yeah. Because you're a great dad. You're doing all of these things, but not every child has that opportunity to have those leaders in their life. Yeah. To have those, the parents and the family and the support system. And so if we could uh, put this into a curriculum, I mean that we, we can't we can't say that we're a faith based curriculum or anything like that. But some of these some of these areas of growth uh-huh. we have that in our curriculum of self awareness and self confidence and, and leadership, some of those things. Well I think that some of the things that you take for granted are things that maybe are not natural to other people. And so I think it's good to have those soft skills training. And when we talked originally we, we I wanted to I wanted to hone in on being self-aware. So if, if you don't mind, what is your definition of being self-aware? Oh man, <laughs> that is such, you know, you, you can define it from the dictionary, but then you, you kind of define it on your own as a leader to, to me being self-aware is noticing. Maybe you wait, maybe you're waking up one day and your emotions are not in the right spot and knowing, okay, well maybe this, all of this is going on. Like just being aware of, of how your attitude could affect others and readjusting. Mm-hmm. I think that readjusting piece is so important, especially as a leader, because it does not matter. You can come in to the office, but if the the vibe, so to speak, that you're you're sending out, if you haven't 
dealt with something um, internally, it will absolutely come out no, no matter what. And it might, uh, you know, we have, we all have those triggers too. So self-awareness to me are being aware of your triggers. And whenever I say triggers, I know a lot of people, I, I love my counselor. I think everyone should go to counseling. It's just the most amazing thing ever. And I, I have learned those in my life and we all have the, even going back to childhood, things that have happened to us, things that we've been through, traumatic experiences, they all have formed these triggers. Or maybe you're in a toxic uh, culture mm-hmm. in, a, in a previous position. You have learned behaviors, like it rubs off on you whenever you're in toxic environments of any kind. And so just being also being aware in that sense of how you're portraying yourself, how maybe someone says something and it triggers something from, I don't know, from a situation in childhood or from a situation last week and it maybe upsets upsets you from an emotional standpoint, we've got to be able to not listen to those emotions sometimes. Yeah. So, being, so being self-aware to me is not, not getting, uh, just not getting like super upset about, about the little petty things or maybe someone is having a really bad day or you know what? Maybe their mom is dying. Maybe there's something going on with their kids. Like you, you just don't know someone else's story. You don't know what they're going through. And if you're if you're aware, then you start understanding other people and being aware of of their emotions and maybe what they're going through at the time. And so you can adjust yourself as a leader and be what they need in that moment. Yeah. I think that being self-aware is really important for, for two reasons. And, and, the, and the, the first one where you're talking about is knowing yourself, knowing your own triggers. So in order to find or find out your own trigger, you talk about having a type A personality, but it's really understanding who you are as a person, right? So mm-hmm. if you know who you are as a person, you know your personality type, you're going to know not necessarily, or you're not going to just know the things that you're good at, but you're also going to find out your weaknesses. And those, those triggers are going to be things that when you're operating in your weaknesses or you have weaknesses that you are aware of, and there are circumstances happening to you that you know are going to trigger those weaknesses to cause you to get angry or cause you to um, be more sarcastic or cause you to withdraw or whatever it may be, you can identify when those things are coming and change your environment or change what's happening so that you don't get to that point where you're stressed or you don't get to that point where you know you're going to react negatively negatively and that is what I've learned over the last couple of years really really important because that is going to help you become a better person so they're not just like hey that Evan guy's kind of a jerk whenever you know x and y z happens and it's not that I'm a jerk all the time. It's just if I'm always in those situations where my weaknesses are being or certain things are happening that cause me to react that way and I'm purposely putting myself in those situations, it's kind of on me at that point. And I, and I think that like what you were saying, uh, if you're in a job where you're realizing that your weaknesses or those triggers are always being pushed, you might be in the wrong job. (laughs) <laughs> it, there, it is possible to get into a job that you can operate in your strengths instead of your weaknesses all the time. That kind of like also ties back to what we were talking about earlier um, of knowing the strengths of the people that you're, you're working with as well. Cause, 
because absolutely being self-aware of your weaknesses, like I know my weaknesses, but then it's also coming to terms with them and working on that insecurity piece, like being secure in who, in your identity in Christ. Mm -hmm. And I know that is completely easier said than done. Um, and that's a reminder. It's like a, it is a mindset. It is a mental reminder every single day. Like being infused with those scriptures, like who I am in Christ. Like these are my strengths. And then being okay with reaching out and saying, "Okay, I'm not as good. I'm not good in this area. Can you help me out or tell me what I don't know?" That's a phrase I use a lot. A lot of the times. <laughs> Yeah, that actually was my second point. So knowing yourself first and knowing what your weakness are, is are, and then going on the other side of that and then realizing that the other people are just like you. They have the same challenges and the, the same uh, potential weaknesses and being able to say, okay, you know what? Meg does not operate very well in this environment because of X, Y, and Z. So how can I change that environment or what can I do as a leader to help put her in the right position to where she's able to operate in her strengths. So um, I'm glad you, you kind of expanded upon that because it helped me remember that where I was going with, with my other point earlier, I knew it would come back to me. This is a, uh, this is where old age is just slowly starting to set in where I'll start talking and I have this great point and then I get on a little bit of a rabbit trail and then I realize I don't know what I was about to talk about. So it's talking about being hey. a, it is good. It's good because <laughs> this this life is not perfect, and I just love how imperfect this conversation is. So, well, hopefully <laughs> that you. makes it more appealing to people because yes. <laughs> I, one of the things that I want to kind of express to people is that you know, whenever you're wanting to start something, if you wait for it to be perfect, it'll be too late. You have to take imperfect action. So um, today is a prime example of imperfect action. I had a wonderful thought. I started developing it. I went on a rabbit trail and then I completely got off my thought and forgot what I was going to talk about. So going back to stewardship and going back to understanding that I'm a steward over all things, but I'm a steward over the things that God has given me. My whole point was in order for you to be a steward and really trust God, you have to know God. You have to understand him. It's You have to spend time with him. You have to learn about him. And if you're going to be a true steward and truly trust that everything that you have is a steward, uh, that you're a steward over, and that these were things that were given to you by him, and that you're truly going to trust him to put you in the position to make the right decisions as a steward, you have to truly know God. And if you truly know God, then sometimes the things that you feel like you have to make a decision on aren't going to seem as crazy as it sounds, because you know that that's the direction that God's leading you. That it's that foundation that everything's built on that you're just saying, I'm doing what I know I'm supposed to do because I know who's in charge. I did it. Yes. That's awesome. I made that's my point. <laughs> well, and that's so true. And it goes back to daring to rebel in the same way. Like, people might think you're crazy. Oh, they'll probably think you're crazy. But you know God. You know his faithfulness. You know what he's calling you to. And you've got to do it. You've just got to do it. I see. And then you, see, and then down the road, people are going to be like, "What? That's <laughs> amazing! Like, what? That? Wow! Like, I didn't think that would work out." And that is the most important thing: is having the right people around you, listening to podcasts like these, uh, having having that content. Not only, of course, like the Bible and your core group of people who will speak truth in life and 
and also challenge you um, maybe whenever you're getting off track because that margin is so small uh, where we can just flip our cars our, our hearts are just are, are so sinful sometimes like we just we just need that constant reminder and getting back to in that relationship with God over over again every single day so this and even conversations like this this is life-giving and hopefully it's life-giving for everyone else well, Jim Rome said that you're the average of the five people that you hang around, and, and I, I believe it. I say it a lot on this podcast, and I think you just kind of reiterated that too. But having conversations like this are things that I think most of the time when you talk to people and you ask them, how's your day, what's the, uh, what's the response that you typically get? Good. Good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and then if it ends there, like that's the protocol. Like that's like, all right, you're good, I'm good, let's – Talk about something else. But if somebody really sat down and you said, hey, how's your day? And then they went into a two-hour explanation of how their life was, you'd be like, oh, my gosh. I am so upset that I asked that question because now this person is just dumping their entire life on you. It's like people don't necessarily want to have those kinds of conversations. Or I, I think we're programmed to not have those kinds of conversations. But on the other end of it, having conversations like this and, and, and challenging like why you think the way that you do or challenging or asking those questions, rebelling will, will be our key word today, uh, yeah. rebelling against what society says conversation should be. I think that's how you're going to build stronger relationships and how you're going to get to know people better, which will ultimately lead to hopefully making you a better person and that person a better person. Well, it also help building your business. Like I, because I know in my in my life, um, if you, ha I love having those conversations. By the way, like I have, because I, you know, whenever I say I'm a Type A in recovery, I, because I, I really think everyone needs a 12 step program for something. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it is very true. Like I used to be so, oh, this is the to do list, and then we only have 30 minutes here, and then we've got to get this, and blah 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 blah, and now. I really am focused on letting the Holy Spirit guide me every single day. So if I if I'm meeting with someone and it needs to be two hours, then it needs to be two hours. And in that moment, I am get, gaining so as much as they are. And then you never know whenever you are creating those relationships. And this is what I tell students all the time. Because we were taught this salesman mentality of, and you can tell whenever someone's talking to you and they're just trying to either get a contact or get a deal. Mm -hmm. You know, you know that. And our generation, thankfully, is rebelling against the status quo that has been there for a long time and saying no. Like, we're not going to do business with someone who's not genuine, who's not authentic, who who only acts like their their life is perfect because nobody's life is perfect. But in those conversations, in those moments, you can also find that pain point where maybe you're able to help. Or like I love I love to recommend other people. That's why whenever we're talking about Strengths Finder, one of mine is a connector. I love doing that. I don't even want anything in return. It's just the joy of connecting people. That's awesome. I 
really have enjoyed this conversation and uh, we're getting kind of towards the end of, of the time for the podcast, but I do want to leave uh, a, a little bit of a time for you to kind of give the last words. What are some things that you want to say to the audience just from whether it be the faithful leader or some of the other things that you have going on? What do you want to leave our audience with? What, what's our key takeaway for today? If you don't know God, man, I want you to know him. And if you ever want to reach out and talk more about that, feel free. Um, I would love for you to go check out thefaithfulleader.com. Let me know what you think. It is definitely uh, on the journey of, of becoming this whole this whole project. So I'm open to real and honest feedback. And um, I would love for you to check out launchpadlabs.co. It is soft skills curriculum. My business partner, Jessica Kinsey, and I uh, launched earlier this year. It's in sixth through 12th grade. Right now, it's all about building everything that we talked about, about self-awareness and self-confidence and leadership and giving giving that gift to students. And um, I will have to put a plug in for the A21 Walk for Freedom. Be checking that out. It's coming on October 14th. We will be downtown walking single file wearing black and showing unity in the fight against sex trafficking. So I just... I want I want you to know about that and spread the word. That would be amazing. Thank you for listening today. And I just appreciate all of you and everything that you're doing. I will uh, leave links in the notes for the podcast for all those different things. Uh, and I'll put a link for the faithful leader and all the different uh, things that Meg talked about there. So Meg, thank you for taking the time to speak to our audience, to, to share your heart, to share your story. Um, I believe because of your openness and your, your, your willingness to talk, I think we're, we're making a difference. I think people's lives will be changed and, and through the things that you're doing with the faithful leader, I'm very excited to see uh, the results of that. I know it's, it's new right now, but I think you're on the right track. And if I can do anything for you today, I want to encourage you. I want to, I want you to know that uh, what you are doing out there is needed. And these are things that people need to pursue. And if we can help communicate that and help help others understand that it's more than just about you, it's more than just about yourself, I think what ultimately will happen is that we'll be better as a community, we'll be better as a country, uh, and we'll be better as a people. So, Meg, thank you. And listeners, we'll catch you on the next podcast. Young businessmen, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, check out our website at www.ybtok.com or email us at ybtoklahoma at gmail.com. If you live in the Tulsa area and would like to hear one of our great speakers live at our monthly luncheon, we meet on the second Monday of every month from 12 to 1 p.m. Like us on Facebook for details about locations and upcoming speakers. Lastly, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast, where we connect, develop, and inspire young businessmen to find and pursue their purpose.